Judges chapter number 8, and we're going to get our text verse from here this morning. So if you are physically able, I'll ask you to stand. We're going to read four verses this morning just by way of introduction. Let me encourage you with something. You hear a lot of messages, right? You hear a lot of preaching, and you get a lot of the Bible in your classes, and you hear messages on Sunday. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday in chapel. Uh, There's an old phrase, it says, familiarity breeds contempt. Don't ever let the Word of God become cold to you. Don't wax, don't let the love of the Word of God, don't let it wax cold in your heart. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, as iniquity increases... In the latter days, it says, the love of many will wax cold. Don't allow that to happen with the Word of God in your heart. Don't become cold to the things of the Word of God. You know, when men come to preach to you, uh, they labor and ask God to show them what to preach because you hear so much and uh, we wonder, what should I give them that they haven't heard? They've already heard it all. Uh, Don't ever become cold or callous to the Word of God, even if it's Uh, may seem repetitious sometime. Take it in and absorb it. Judges chapter number 8, verse 1. The Bible says, And the men of Ephraim said unto him, Why hast thou served us thus, that thou callest us not when thou wentest to fight with the Midianites? And they did chide with him sharply. And he said unto them, What have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? God hath delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison of you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. I want you to notice verse number 4. And Kidion came to Jordan and passed over he and his 300 men that were with him, faint yet pursuing them. Let me ask you a question this morning. I already know the answer. How many of you are tired this morning? Hey, I taught in the preacher and his ministry class yesterday. I know there's more that are tired than that. (laughs) By the way, I don't say that in a negative manner because I know you're tired. And I I know when you come and you get in these comfortable seats, boy, it just feels good, doesn't it? You're tired this morning, aren't you? You're about a week away from midterms. You're less than two weeks away from fall break. Amen for that, right? Amen. And I would just want to encourage you. I want to leave you this morning with an encouraging word here from Judges chapter number 8. You might be faint this morning, but you're not finished. Faint, but not finished. Father, teach us and help us. Remind us of the truth from your word this morning. Father, I thank you for these college students today. Father, here are young men and young ladies who have a heart for you. Father, they they love you. We may not always manifest that. Father, if we love you, we're supposed to keep your commandments, and we may not always do that. But, Father, I don't have any doubt that these young folks love you this morning. And, Father, I don't have any doubt that they're tired and they're faint, not only in their physical bodies, but mentally and emotionally, and, yes, even spiritually, Lord. But I pray that you would remind them this morning that they might be faint, but they're not finished. There's still work to be done. There's still tests to be taken. There's still papers to be done. There's still service to be given for you. 
And Father, I pray that you'd help us, challenge us, stir our hearts this morning. And we'll surely thank you and praise you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated this morning. Take your Bibles and go back with me to chapter number 6. Just by way of introduction, we're going to read a little bit if we could this morning. Then we'll get back over to the latter part of chapter 7 and chapter 8. We'll give you the message this morning. Judges chapter number 6. We know the book of Judges. It's a cycle, is it not? It's a cycle of sin. It's a cycle of of repentance, of the nation of Israel, understanding why they are in the captivity they are in. They're in captivity because of sin. And so they cry out to God, and God in His mercy and in His loving kindness, He sends a judge. And so this is where we find the nation of Israel here. We have the fourth time. We would call it the fourth apostasy, the fourth captivity, if you will. And the Bible says in verse number 1, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the den, which, excuse me, dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza." And left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number. And they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. It came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, Now notice this, and we'll come back to this verse in just a moment. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. By the way, just as a side note, we, we forget many times the consequences of sin, don't we? God had not left them. They had left God. God had not left them undone. God had not left uh, them as far as wanting to help them, as wanting to protect them. They left God, and thus God had to bring chastisement upon His people. Drop down to verse number 16. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one. We know what he says. As one man, he says, look, uh, who am I? My family, in verse 15, he says, my family is, is poor in Manasseh. Who am I? I am the least in my father's house. We know the remainder of the chapel 
uh, excuse me, the chapter, he, uh, he really confirms and he helps Gideon and Gideon, he asks him for, uh, for a sign and we, we have the sign of the fleece and then uh, he says, Lord, if I could ask one more time, Lord, I know you've answered me, but God, if, if you'll not be angry with me, let me ask you one more time for a sign and he gives him another sign in the latter part of chapter 6 and then in chapter number 7, they prepare for the battle. The 300 men are chosen and I want us to drop down, if we could, to verse number 16 of chapter 7. Verse number 16 of chapter 7. And the Bible says, And he divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me, and, I, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that, as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. We know they split up into three different companies, companies, and they surrounded, and they had the hundred with Gideon and the two other companies. And he said, when you see me and my hundred and what we do, you do the exact same thing. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. Even throughout all the host, and the host fled to Beth Shittah and Zerath and to the border of Abel-Maholah unto Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher, and out of all Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come, come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto beth Bera and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together, and took the waters unto beth Bera and Jordan. And they took the two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock Oreb and Zeb. They slew at the winepress of Zeb, and pursued Midian, and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon. On the other side, Jordan. Number one this morning, if you're taking notes, I want to give us three truths that we find in this passage and in this story. As we think of this subject, faint but not finished. Number one this morning, I want us to see the reasons for their faintness. The reasons for their faintness. And by the way, we, we could probably give more than... I, I'm going to break these down into two reasons this morning. We could probably give more than that. But there are reasons this morning why you are faint. Physically, you are tired. Physically, you have been in class. Physically, you are working. The young man gave the, the uh, testimony. God just gave him a job and, and he wants to work. And uh, young men and young ladies want to work and want to pay for their college bills. And you're faint. How many of you have 7 o'clock classes? That's just about. Does everybody have 7 o'clock classes? Woo! In all of my college career, I never had a 7 o'clock class. Ever. Wow, something needs to change, doesn't it? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have seven o'clock classes. That means you're up early. That means you go to bed late because you're doing homework and you're studying and you're preparing for tests and you're doing projects. And so you're you're in bed late and you're up early. You're in bed late, you're up early, and you go to class and you 
work in the afternoon or you work in the morning whenever you work and you're faint. The reasons for faintness, first of all, the reasons for their faintness getting in his 300 men, first of all, was because of the energy exerted during the battle. The energy exerted during the battle. Getting his 300 men come at night in the watch. We're going to find out in just a moment. They're going to travel all throughout the night. They're going to chase, and they're going to, the word that's used in the scriptures, they're going to pursue the enemy. And they're going to do it all throughout the night. And the Bible says in chapter number 8 that they come to Jordan and they're getting ready to pass over. And the Bible says they're faint. They're tired. They're physically tired. No doubt they're emotionally tired. The Bible says they're faint, yes, but they're still pursuing them. Why? Because the job's not finished. You're faint this morning, but you're not finished. The reasons for their faintness, the energy exerted during the battle, it's estimated That these men traveled, they pursued the Midianites for 60 miles. Verse number 4 again in chapter 8, the Bible says, And Gideon came to Jordan, passed over he and the 300 men that were with him, faint yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of Succoth, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. And I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian. And the princes of Succoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thine army? And Gideon said, Therefore, when the Lord hath delivered Zeba and Zalmunna into mine hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. And he went up thence to Penuel and spake unto them likewise. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Succoth had answered him. And he spake also unto the men of Penuel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. The reasons for faintness, first of all, the energy exerted during the battle. You are exerting and you are exerting and you are exerting physical and mental and emotional and spiritual strength. By the way, let me say this. If you're doing what you're doing today in your flesh, you are faint. You better do what God has called you to do in the power and in the energy and in the strength of Almighty God. Because if you don't, you'll faint and you'll quit Before you get to the finish line. Because the truth is young folks. And you hear it all the time. And you know it. You have a head knowledge of it. I have a head knowledge of it. You know it. We are not to battle in the flesh. Because here's the truth. Flesh against flesh will always lose. If we try to match flesh against flesh. Flesh against the world. The flesh and the devil. If we try to do that in this this spiritual battle. We will always lose. It must be flesh against spirit. It must be the world, the flesh, and the devil against the power of God Almighty, against the Spirit of God, against His strength. That's how we win. We have faith in His power. Number one, the reasons for their faintness, the energy exerted during the battle. But let me give you a second one. And you may not deal with this one, but they did. Gideon and his 300 men had to deal with this. Number two, the, excuse me, the excuses endured from the brethren. The first reason for faintness was the energy exerted during the battle, but the second reason for their faintness was the, excuse me, the excuses endured from the brethren. What did the men of Succoth say? Hey, you haven't captured anybody yet. You, you, you bring, you go capture Zeba and Zalmunna and we'll give you bread. The Bible says the men of Penuel said the exact same thing. Now, maybe it was because they were fearful. 
Maybe they were afraid. Just like, by the way, Gideon in chapter number 6, where is he threshing the wheat? By the wine press. That's not where you thresh wheat. But he's threshing wheat by the wine press because he's fearful. The Midianites are going to come and take everything he threshes. And so maybe the men of Succoth and the men of Penuel are fearful as well. But Gideon, there's 300 men come and say, hey, we're, we're, we're famished. We're faint. We've been pursuing the enemy. We just need a little bread. Can I help you with something? And Julie mentioned it in her testimony. You know what? A smile and a hello, it encourages you. Instead of being a burden to each other, you ought to be a help to each other. Gideon and his 300 men came to Succoth and Penuel and said, Hey, we need some help. We're in the battle. Hey, brethren, we're in the battle. We need some, we need some food. We need some breakfast. We need some bread. And they said, Well, when you get them, when you get Zeb and Zalmunna, come back and we'll feed you. And I love Gideon's answer. He says in verse number 7, He says, When, I, when the Lord delivers, notice that. Don't, don't miss that in verse number 7. And Gideon said, Therefore, when the Lord... Not when I capture them, but when the Lord hath delivered Zeba and Zalmunna into mine hand, I'm going to come back. And when I come back, I'm not asking for bread. When I come back, I'm going to tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. Sometimes the excuses that we endure from the brethren. Why? I can't help with that. I have to do this. Or I can't help with that. I have to do this. And you're like, I need help. I need help with this class. I need somebody to study with me or I need someone to take this shift from me or I need this or I need that. And y'all need to help each other, don't you? Number one, the reasons for their faintness, the energy exerted during the battle, the excuses endured from the brethren. But let me give you number two, and this is really, I hope you, if you get anything this morning, get these two thoughts. Number two, we see the resolve of their fight. Number one, we see the reasons for their faintness, but number two, the resolve of their fight. There's no doubt the reality is they were faint. The reality is you're faint. The, rea- the reality is you will be faint many times, physically, spiritually, whatever the case would be. Financially, you ever faint financially? You have to go to the uh, finance office? That's tough, isn't it? But you're not finished. You might be faint, but you're not finished. The resolve of their fight. Why were Gideon and his 300 men resolved? Number one, they were resolved because of the purpose of their pursuit. Look look, look back again, if you would, in chapter number 6. Verse number 14. Judges chapter 6 and verse number 14. They were resolved because of the purpose of their pursuit. What was the purpose of their pursuit? It was to save and deliver Israel. It was to liberate the land from the oppression of the Midianites. And I submit to us this morning, young folks and adults as well in the back, I submit to us this morning, our life as Christians is filled with pursuits. The Great Commission, that's a pursuit, isn't it? By the way, what you're doing right now is a pursuit. You're preparing to serve the Lord. You're preparing to have your part to fulfill the entirety of the Great Commission. You're, you're in preparation and training right now. That's a pursuit. Some of you, Lord willing, the Lord's going to give you the pursuit of a spouse and children one day. That's a wonderful pursuit. And some of you may be faint in that pursuit right now. 
but you're not finished, right? You might be faint, but you're not finished. Look what the Bible says in chapter number 6, verse 14. By the way, the guys do the pursuing. Yeah. Come on, guys. Hey, guys. And I don't, I don't know the ratio, but isn't it like two to one or something like that? Or? No, it's not, it's not quite that much. But there are more girls than guys, right? No, not this year, huh? It normally is. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> Judges chapter number 6. Look at, look at verse 14. It doesn't matter though. Y'all are supposed to pursue. That's the point. And the Lord looked upon him and said, notice this, Go in this thy might. Now, he said, I don't have any strength. I, I'm, my, my family's the least in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. But notice this, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? What was his pursuit? He was resolved. Gideon was resolved. The 300 men were resolved. Why? Because of the purpose of their pursuit. God has given every single one of us a purpose. He's given us a will, His will for us. And that purpose is to be pursued. And we might get faint in that pursuit, but we're not finished. The truth is, we're not finished until the Lord takes us home. We're not finished until we take our last breath here. And even as older individuals this morning... We're not finished with our pursuit. God's not finished with us yet. And we might be faint, but we're not finished. We should be resolved because of the purpose of the pursuit. And the purpose was to save Israel. The purpose was to liberate the land from the oppression of the Midianites. They were resolved because of the purpose of the pursuit. But secondly, chapter number 6 once again. And here we go. This is what we need this morning. They were resolved because of the promise of His presence. I can't do this. You're right. You can't. I can't, I, I can't finish this project. I, I, I can't do well on this quiz or this test. Well, maybe you need to study a little bit harder. I'm not giving you an out on that. But here's the truth this morning. We have the promise of His presence. By the way, he says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Notice what he says in chapter number 6, verse number 12. The angel of the Lord says to Gideon, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is what? With thee. The Lord is with thee. Gideon, you're not doing this by yourself. By the way, Gideon, you're not doing it at all. God is doing it. Now, yes, God is going to use you. But Gideon, God is the one that's going to do this. God is the one that's going to fight for you. God is the one that's going to deliver Israel. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon, mighty man of valor, threshing wheat by the winepress, afraid. Yeah, mighty man of valor, if you'll go in my presence. Mighty man of valor, if you'll go in my presence. Look down at verse number 16. We read this just a moment ago. And the Lord said unto him, Surely, not maybe, Surely I will be what? With thee. Surely I will be with thee. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Surely I will be with thee. The resolve of their fight. Why were they resolved? How were they resolved? Was it because these were, 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 were great men and mighty men? Well, he says he's a mighty man of valor, but he was only a mighty man of valor because he was going in God's presence. 
He was going with God's power. He was going with God fighting the battle for him. Look at chapter number 7 and verse number 7. Chapter number 7 and verse number 7. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men, 300, you know the story. By the 300 men that lapped, will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand. Let all the other people go, every man, unto his place. God, 300 men? Yes, 300 men. Because the truth is, I don't even need them. But I'm going to use them. Because they're the ones that are submissive to me. They're the ones that are, that are usable in my hands. And I'm going to use them. Number one, the reasons for their faintness. Number two, the resolve of their fight. Young people this morning, you can be resolved, even though you might be faint, you can be resolved because of the purpose of your pursuit. You're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. You're here to train so that one of these days when you step out of this place, God has prepared you and God has trained you and God is sending you for His purpose and His pursuits. To be a missionary, to be a pastor, to be a Christian school teacher, to be a good mom and dad, whatever the case will be. They were resolved because of the purpose of their pursuit. They were resolved because of the promise of His presence. Young person, you don't sit in these pews today alone. You'll not go to class here in the next 10 or 15 minutes. You'll not go alone. You'll not pillow your head tonight with all the cares of the day. Pillowing your head tonight thinking, I've got a test tomorrow. I have a quiz tomorrow. I have a paper that's due before midterms. I have all these things. You will not pillow your head tonight alone. He goes with you. And you can be resolved because of the promise of His presence. By the way, the Bible tells us that it's that presence that gives us the peace that passeth all understanding. It gives us the peace that passeth all understanding. Number one, the reasons for the faintness. Number two, the resolve of their fight. But thirdly, and we'll be finished this morning, number three, the reward for their faithfulness. The reward for their faithfulness. Verse number 10 of chapter 8, if you would. By the way, let me say this. You can be resolved because the promise of His presence. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble. It's found in the presence of God. How do we know that? We know that because our Savior could sleep in the middle of a storm, sound asleep in the hinder part of the ship. By the way, the disciples could have had that same peace because they were in His very presence. You see, it's not the absence of trouble. Lord, take away all these troubles. Take away these troubles. Take away the problems. No, 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 no. Lord, just go go through it with me. And He's promised He will. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble. It's found in the presence of God. Verse number 10 of chapter 8. Now Zeb and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and their hosts with them about 15,000 men, all that were left of all the hosts of the children of East, 
of the east, for there fell 120,000 men that drew swords. So let me ask you, how many men, Midianites, did 300 Israelites go against? It's right here. How many? 135,000. You see that? So there's about 15,000 that remained. How many had already fallen? 120,000. For there fell in 120,000 men that drew sword. And Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in tents on the east of Noba and Jogbia and smote the host, for the host was secure. And when Zeb and Zalmunna fled, he pursued after them and took the two kings of Midian, Zeb and Zalmunna, and discomfited all the host. And Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle before the sun was up, called a young man of the men of Succoth and inquired of him. And he described unto them the princes of Succoth and the elders thereof, even threescore and seventeen men. This isn't the message this morning. But when he came back, Gideon went back to Succoth and Penuel and he took care of the brethren who had all the excuses and didn't want to help. The reward for their faithfulness. What was the reward for their faithfulness? Number one, they reaped, they reaped a triumphant quest. And number two, they reaped a tranquil quietness. Drop down to verse number 20. I know we're skipping a lot, but just for sake of time. The Bible says in verse number 28, Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. Don't you like that phrase? I have an older brother. How many of you have older brothers? I had an older brother. I still have an older brother. He's three years older than me. And when we were young, uh, we would fight and fight and fight. And he was always bigger than me. And I was, I was like a little chihuahua at his heels all the time. Never giving up, never giving up, never giving up. I'm not going to give up. And we would fight with my daddy. We, would, we, we grew up on a dairy farm and we'd go to the milk barn. In the, in the fall time, this time of the year, it would be my brother and I'd be our responsibility to milk the cows while my dad was out in the field. And we'd go to that barn. It, it, it should have taken us about two hours to milk the cows. It'd take us four. Because we, we would fight and we would fight and... And those cows that should have been standing in there about 10 minutes, they'd stand in there for 30 minutes. And we would fight all around that barn. And you know what my brother would always say? Do you give? Are, are, are you done now? Do you give? Are you going to say uncle? I never would. But the Bible says here in verse number 28, that they subdued the Midianites to the point, you know what they did? They said, we give. The Bible says they lifted their heads up no more. Listen, that's the God we serve. That's the God whose presence goes with you every day. That's the God who has promised His presence with you every day. And the reward for their faithfulness was they reaped a triumphant quest. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted up their heads no more. Notice this. And the country was in, what's the word there? quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon they reaped excuse me the reward for their faithfulness they reaped a triumphant quest and they reaped a tranquil quietness now listen there will come a time for rest it's not right now right now you're working right now you're you're pursuing right now you have a purpose there will come a time when you can rest, but it's not right now. And you might be faint, but you're not finished. You might be tired this morning, but you're
but you're not finished. You need to have a resolve to continue the fight so that you can finish. Whether it's finishing this semester, whether it's finishing this year, whether it's finishing your degree, whether it's finishing for some of us, we're getting closer to the finish line, whether it's finishing our race, as the Apostle Paul said for the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 20, verse number 24, he said, look, I, I don't think of myself at all. I, 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 I let none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself so that I might finish my course with what? Joy. Joy. Faint, but not finished. Are you faint this morning? I know you are. You don't even have to answer the question. I have a daughter here. I know you're tired, but you're not finished. Be resolved in the fight because you have a purpose to pursue and you have a promise of His presence. Father, thank You for the time You've given us this morning. Thank You for these young folks. Father, may they have the resolve, not because it's something they've worked up in themselves, but Father, because they remember the purpose that they're here for and they're pursuing that purpose. And even more than that, You have promised to be present with them so that they can pursue that purpose. Father, there might be a young man or young lady who just needs to bow the knee this morning and say, Lord... I'm faint this morning and you know it and I'm begging you for your strength over these next couple weeks before I get a little bit of a break. Lord, I need your strength. I need your grace and your mercy. Help me to rest in that. Help me to battle in your strength, not in the strength of my flesh. Faint, but we're not finished, Lord. Give us the strength that we need. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.